This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to Miller and Condon on a Monday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours talking sports, and thank you for spending at least a part of your morning uh, here with Trent and myself. On the BMW Des Moines guest list here today, we're going to talk, imagine this, Iowa and Iowa State and college basketball. We'll do so first of all with Alex Halstead, 24-7 Sports, Cyclone Alert. He'll join us at the bottom of the hour. We will preview Oklahoma State, Iowa State. We'll go back to uh, the weekend for Iowa State and K-State, another significant uh, injury uh, to the Cyclones as they fell, becoming, I guess, solidifying themselves as the only Big 12 school not to win a game on the road in conference this year as they let their last opportunity get away from them in Manhattan to K-State. So we'll do Iowa State at 10.30. 11 o'clock, Scott Dockerman joins the program from The Athletic. We'll do some football. Wrote a really good piece Got out his crystal ball pursuant to the Hawkeyes in this uh, next month's upcoming NFL draft. We'll look back to last night's Illinois game, ahead to the Minnesota game, and maybe take a... Do we dare? What are you looking for? Go ahead to Friday? No, 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 no. no. Tap the brakes? We're talking about Iowa basketball in the Big Ten tournament under Fran McCaffrey. Nothing is a given. It doesn't come easy, no doubt about it. Wishful thinking, though, but uh, I'm with you, Trent. Minnesota's going to be a pain that you know what, assuming they get by Northwestern, which they will. Uh, So we'll do that with Scott Darkman. And about 11.35, Kerry Miller will join us from Bleacher Report. We'll go around college basketball from a national perspective. A couple of games tonight. Uh, West Coast Conference games, but that's really, am I missing anything tonight, schedule-wise? Uh, we got the SoCon Championship. Okay. Former, well, Iowa, native Iowan, Steve Forbes and his okay. East Tennessee so squad. So I was missing something then. Against Wofford, who, good team a year ago. Okay. Not so much this year, but they are in the title game, so... That was a, a team that we've seen quite a bit matched up with Iowa mm-hmm. in a possible six ten type of matchup. Probably not a seven a six eleven matchup. Six eleven, yeah. Probably not a seven ten matchup there, but a possibility. The NCAA says they didn't don't put those things together, but seems to have those kind of connections quite a bit in the first round well, of the tournament. Uh, and Trent, I'm hoping that the Hawks, who are they wake up this morning on the six line. I I think that's a a good spot. Quite honestly, I really do. Well, I've there seen a lot more worse. sevens than I've seen. Have sixes. you? So seven, ten, two, or seven, ten? When they get the two. Win a game, beat Minnesota, and then uh, we'll go from there. So it's a fun time of year, obviously. It's going to be crazy this week. You've got a busy week ahead of you with Boys State basketball. Your coverage begins, well, we'll have scores throughout the week, right? Yeah, our scoreboard presented by Grinnell Mutual all throughout the week. Keep you up to date. In fact, already underway with the first game. Started at 9.30 this morning. Ran into just a little bit of traffic. Martinsdale-St. Mary's, our neighbors to the south, Mm -hmm. in action in the first game. 
Grinnell Mutual have scoreboard updates throughout the day. And tomorrow night, 8-15, our first game of play-by-play coverage as we will bring you Ankeny Centennial in their first matchup. They get Davenport North, the Jaguars, the number one seed. Then coming back on Wednesday morning with two more games, starting with Ankeny High and then followed by Dowling Catholic. Of course, Waukee plays at 6-30. Tomorrow night, we'll keep you up to date on that one. So the you can't. Oh, Barnstormer Weekly. Weekly. Yeah, a lot of people have been wondering when that show starts, Trent, and the uh, answer uh, is tomorrow at uh, at 6 o'clock? I believe so. Maybe it's 7, seven o'clock, I think. Maybe 7. Okay, yes. well, Barnstormer Weekly is on tomorrow, uh, but you will have a game following the conclusion uh, of, that, uh, of that broadcast. All right, lots to get to, as we said. It's a wonderful week with all the tournaments. As great as next week is going to be, this one takes a backseat to none, in my opinion. It's just, uh, it's, it's overload, and quite honestly, that's a good thing. Um, I, I, look, it, it's, I don't know which one, probably the Big Ten has the chance to be the most entertaining. Mm-hmm. Certainly the conference was all season long. And let's go back to last night, Trent, because that, that was a, God, I loved that game. It was so I much fun. I just loved yeah. watching that yeah. game. It kind of it kind of injected a little aspect of my favorite sport into it. Kind of got a little testy, a little nasty there. And who's right in the center of it, of course. And I give him. I have so much respect for Connor McCaffrey's game and the way he plays and the toughness, the toughness that he exudes. It's infectious. His whole team has caught it. Uh, and then, of course, C.J. Frederick's not backing mm-hmm. down from anybody. Um, it, it was it was a really end of the comeback. The ending of the game, Frederick just being mugged as he tried to go across the uh, the floor. I don't know if he was option A or option B, but he was clearly one of the guys that uh, uh, Connor McCaffrey. If if the Garza play wasn't there, he was looking for Frederick maybe to you know to post up for a three or set up for a three ball. <sighs> Didn't happen. Not the look that. I liked coming out of that when I get it. Coburn uh, there, right there defensively. Good play mm-hmm. out of him. I would have liked to drop something maybe a little bit better for a three, but alas, it didn't well, See, I think it was to Frederick, and if yeah. you watch him, I, I'm not sure which was it, Fraser that was on him? Who's number one? It's Fraser. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fraser followed him and mugged him all across the floor. Mm-hmm. As he started, on as you're, as you're looking at it, at the bottom of your screen, he runs right across the floor to, uh, looked as though he was going to set up behind the three-point line and just was not allowed to do so. Fraser just, Trent, if it's football, that, that, there's a flag thrown every single time. It was basketball, and there wasn't in the final minute and 1.6 seconds uh, of play. But man, oh man, even though it didn't go the Hawks' way, what a game. C.J. Frederick, after the game, he mentioned how he was being held, and he said, basically, I'm being held every possession. Mm-hmm. Some people would consider that whining. Yeah. Other people would say... That's Big Ten. He's actually talking and giving you, instead of canned responses that don't mean anything. Well, speaking of that, did you see the Somo after? Did you watch? Did you stay on the I did pro- not, no. See, I did. And and because of the because of the press conferences after the game, um, the Somo came out and right said, we want to kill them. Yeah. They want to kill us. We don't like them. Yes. They I saw I saw the They quote, don't like us. We don't like the each other. Simple I, as did that. Did they did the Big 10 network cut that up and because I thought, "Oh, I'm killed." I mean, I get it. Just yeah. that, that that's what you instead of a canned answer, we want to kill them. They want to kill us. I like it. I, I like this too. rivalry. We need rivalries yes. in basketball. And they both well, other than Tsomu, they for the most part tried to downplay it. Mhm. Trent, I just, you know, fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed that the Gophers bow out 
on Thursday. You're big. You're saying you're a big Northwestern fan coming up Wednesday night. Well, that for sure would help. Yes. That would go a long way. Look, Northwestern beat Penn State over the weekend. They did at home. At home, at true. Home. On Senior Day. Um, but they showed a little bit of a pulse in that game, and I'm not saying that they're likely to do it again. Uh, but boy, oh boy, I mean, who doesn't want to see Part 3, Illinois, Iowa again? I mean, the first one was spectacular. Mm-hmm. That The handshake line had a little set to in the game last night. It's physical, a Big Ten game. You can say that about a lot of them, but this one's clearly at the top of the list. Who doesn't want to see this again? Sign me up for it. Got to get there. That's Iowa's side of things. They got to be there. And, and Illinois. And one thirty if it happens, right? Yes, It'll yeah. Be... Both Iowa games uh, coming up this week. Well, or 25 minutes after the first game. game approximately. Right. One thirty. Game 1 starts at 11, so... Yeah, a little after 11, second mm. game gets uh, first game gets done, 25 minutes after that. But yeah, you're looking 130 tip time for both those games, Iowa versus either Northwestern or Minnesota, and then the rematch with the Illini if they get that one. Frustrating way to lose. You come roaring back, but well, again... Connor McCaffrey's two threes just massive in the game at the end there. This Iowa team, this is why they're different. It's the two guys that you talked about in McCaffrey mm-hmm. and Frederick. Those guys are not going to back down. Past Iowa teams... You know, do you see the team with Utah and yeah, no. Gasell? And I'm not saying they, they were get soft. Down, they get down 14. They're not coming, they're not back, coming and that, back. They're just not. Mm-hmm. That's not the way they were built. That's not. They didn't have that fortitude to make those mm-hmm. kind of plays. This team does. They well, have I don't. And, and look, I don't know if they're built to come back. They do because of the the fact that they won't allow themselves to give up. I mean, Jordan Bo. They don't have a shooter like Bohan. Right. And they got some. I mean, look at they got some guys. Frederick, although he struggled last night, Wieskamp again. Trent, my God, mm-hmm. hits the first three. It's his first shot of the game at three. Had a couple of free throws after that, and I think in the final couple of minutes, he had a layup under the basket, and that was essentially it for him. And I know that you know, similar to Frederick, the Wieskamp's not there. Uh, uh, they're making it difficult on him, but you got to find a way to play through it. I know that's easy to say from you know my chair in Ankeny, but you, you've got to find a way to play through it. The team needs you. Team needs him. Uh, Evelyn was really good last night. Um, Jill only played a minute, but what a mark! A, uh, a memorable minute out of him. The play at the defensive end of the floor, of course, the reverse layup for a couple of big points in the basketball game. Garza gets his. Joe Toussaint was all over yes. the place. Boy, he was fun to watch. He he really was. He got to the rim a couple of different times. When he's ho- shitting, shooting threes like that. When he's what threes? Yeah, he, when he's shooting threes oh, like go. that. He is incredibly difficult to guard because uh-huh. of his quickness. The future looks really bright with him. We know what he is as a defender. We know the speed that he has to his game. He doesn't have to be, much like we've talked about with Connor McCaffrey throughout this, he doesn't have to be great. We're not talking about hitting 45% of your threes. You can be 35%. With the other components that you have, you're going to turn into a really, really nice player. And I think you're going to see that with Tucson. You mentioned Wieskamp. Is it is it just something that's not going to come back this year? I, I try, honestly, he looked more bouncy, at least, in the game. It looked like yeah. he was more rested. He had a couple of he times. He fits on those previous McCaffrey teams. <laughs> you know well. what? You, go back, to, you yeah. go back to that era we just talked about. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, at least, that's kind of how I see him. Boy, he's, 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 he needs to toughen up. He does. He just has to. you got to get through this stuff. I don't know, Trent. There was a cut to in the final timeout right before that 1.6. Mm-hmm. And Garza said something to him on the bench. And I, I wonder I if, didn't notice it. if they were setting up a play or if he was going to be an option on that play. Garza said something, and well, didn't it cross your mind? Like, who's of all the guys to snap yeah. out of Joe, Joe Wieskamp's going to hit the game-winning three, and boom, everything's going to be right in the Iowa world again. I, I mentioned to one of my buddies, 
they're going to drop a play for Wieskamp. He's going to bank it another three like he did against <laughs> Rutgers a year ago, and that's what's going to get him going. He's going to score 20 the rest yeah, of the way right. at every performance. Because it makes sense, right? You're trying to do anything to jumpstart the guy. He still can shoot it. He hasn't shot it well for a month, but you know the ability is in there. Set it up for him. But Garza looks over at him, says whatever he says to him. Joe nods his head, kind of cool. Yeah, I got this. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe it, though. <laughs> I, I just... It's one thing to say it, and I think even as teammates, and you wonder if Luca Garza, if you got him in a quiet moment, when you said, if you, if it was, hey, you got this, did you really believe it when he responded the yeah. way that he did? Because everybody, you played with guys, and when they're going through stretches like this, and you're trying to get these guys going because the talent is there. Mm-hmm. Joe's Wieskamp is an incredibly talented yes. player, and that's the frustrating component. This is a guy that wasn't very good. We wouldn't be talking about it seemingly each and every game, but this is a talented player that can't get through, can't fight his way through when a slump's coming. When he's guys are bad, out there guarding him hard, he's not fighting through it the way yep, you want to see. No doubt about it. No doubt. Uh, Frederick is. You know, some mm-hmm. of the, some of his teammates clearly are. Toussaint was great. Garza, I mean, he played every single one of the available minutes last night, Trent. <laughs> I don't know how he does it night in and night out, but, and I know that, you know, there's, Everybody in the basketball universe was giddy over Toppin's weekend, Mm -hmm. game days there, nationally televised. Maybe that was the first time that some people had seen him, wanted to see if the hype was real. Okay, he's a really good player. I I don't know. I I think it would be... um, well, the crime's over the top, but I don't think it would be right if uh, if Garza's not the player of the year in college basketball. I mean, this is the Big Ten we're talking about. What do you say to the detractors, the national media, that does look at the defensive component? Because any metric that you mm-hmm. look at, he's he's a bad defender. Yeah. And a couple of blocks last night. He did. He's very good on the help side, and that's something yeah. that it has improved. We didn't see that, certainly, the first two years, probably mm-hmm. two and a half years of his career, when it's on the other it's block. It's a fair criticism, over. Trent. It's it fair. Is. Because it's not just, oh, he's an okay, he's, he's a bad defender. Mm-hmm. It's... Look at any number that is out there. He's a bad defender. Now, this would be at least my argument on the other side. He's not out there, and he's not he's not bodying up maybe the way that he could or he should because he knows the importance of the, his team offensively. Right. Without him, they have no chance. They have no chance. Mm-hmm. So he has to stay out of foul trouble, and that means guy gets a step on you, you let him go around, and you're not going to hedge as hard because you pick up a cheap foul, you're going to put your team in even more step back. He's got this team to 20 wins. He helped them 11 Big Ten wins and a Big Ten as good as we've seen in a long, long time over a 20-game slog. That would be the argument for him. And the argument against him, I get it. I understand what the numbers say. But if you watch it and you understand the way this team is built, I think it solidifies the importance of Garza and why he's more important. In college basketball's best conference. Yes. You know, you just said it. Got got his teams to 11 win. Doesn't this feel like a better than 11-9 season in conference to you? Yeah. It certainly does to me. I mean, eleven and nine. Eh. That's a, that's legit. That that's really good. I'm not. Um, don't take that the wrong way. That's impressive. Eleven and nine in that conference. My God. And it, you can make certainly a compelling case that it should have been even better than that. The Nebraska game with no Frederick and you yeah. go four of thirty three from three in that one. Some of the other losses that were just yeah, the Indiana game. Mm-hmm. They were better than them losing to Purdue at home in that fashion. Second half, I think. Sh- yeah, I think most teams. I mean, Penn State on on the weekend. Yes, yes. losing in Evans. Another another one. Penn State where that Penn State game out of the cluster was yeah. as fun of a game as we've seen in college. Yeah, Could have gone either way. Could have gone either way. And you played that one without C.J. Frederick. Mm-hmm. You just go with that. A health of Frederick, and maybe that flips the script here. But you're going to be there. You're going to be a tournament team. 
Now the question becomes, can they move on? Can they get to that second weekend, something they haven't done in two decades? Well, uh, Shelby Master, our bracketologist, will join us tomorrow at 1045. Looking forward to doing that. I also want to get an update from Shelby on Northern Iowa, who seemingly had their NCAA uh, tournament hopes uh, go by the wayside as Drake picked them off on um, on Friday and did so, Trent, in convincing fashion. I mean, this was yeah. not a fluke. No, not at all. They, Drake, our, our, uh, the Bulldogs went, I don't know, how long was it? 10, 11 minutes, seemingly? You and I. Are you and I, rather, uh, without without a basket? Uh, Drake played terrific defense. Murphy was unbelievable. Penn offensively was great. Robbins did his thing. Sturts off the bench. We ended the show on Friday saying, you know, most times I don't care who wins this game. I wanted you and I because yep. I want you and I in the tournament. And, and Drake knocked them out and power to him for doing that. And this was not a fluke one little bit. When you consider that just, what was it? That was Friday. So five five days earlier, um, you and I held Drake to their lowest scoring output of the season, 43 points. 16-3 run out of the Panthers. End of the first half, into the second. They get back in, within couple of points, and it feels like right, you and I is going to run away with this one. But, fact, then, but then it got away. I was I was wondering about my Drake ticket plus nine and a half. Oh, was, you thought, oh. I might be in a little bit of trouble here. <laughs> yeah. be, because they come roaring out of the gate in the second half. Mm-hmm, here they then. come. It's a two-point game, and we've seen this game happen so many times but before. But then they kept missing shots to take the lead or tie mm-hmm. the game. Was it like 56, 50? No, it wasn't that. It wasn't like that. I, I don't remember. 56, what it, 52. Was that what it was? Yeah. And they just kept missing shot after shot after shot, and Drake starts to get hot again. They go on a little run of their own. Penn was unbelievable, um, and it was bubble burst. It was over. Now, I mentioned a case for Luca Garza, National Player of the Year. What's the case for you and I? I don't. It, I mean, mm. you're rooting for Colorado to win the big Pac-12 tournament this weekend. That would help. That would make that win look a whole lot better. They went into Boulder. Won that game a true road victory. Outside of that, though, there isn't a whole lot left on that resume. We're rooting for South Carolina, a team they beat on a neutral floor, who was a bubblish team, and then they lose, didn't they lose to Bandy this week or something I, I, like that? Don't know. That was one that could have been a little bit better. But overall, just the depth of the resume, it's not real deep. There, mm-hmm. There's hard to find a whole lot that you look at with this team and say they should absolutely be in because of this. Outside of the Colorado game, what is there? They won a... Okay, MVC this year. Yeah, I mean, the West Virginia game, had it gone their way, yeah. wouldn't have looked as shiny now as it did when the game happened. But um, I, I don't know, Trent. Seems like an NIT team to me. I, mm-hmm. I, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that's fair. I, I'm not going to sit here and say uh, that conferences do the right thing by sending their tournament champ. And what is a money grab? Let's be honest. Absolutely. Um, you know, the regular season, yeah, it's nice, and we, we want you guys to pay attention to it. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter because if you win the regular season, the 18 games, but lose when you get to your conference tournament and do so early in the tournament, uh, oh, well, you're SOL. I mean, I, it's. You know, I, we I talked about. Beef. How the WCC, the West Coast Conference, how they trick up their bracket. Mm -hmm. And if you're one of the top two seeds, you get a bye all the way to the semifinals. Which is taking place tonight. Because of that, you don't have the opportunity to lose a game like this Mm -hmm. to a Drake or in the... WCC lose to Pepperdine. Or I like, like that. that, Trent. I like what they're doing. It's protecting their regular season. You're giving a big advantage to those teams that earn it throughout the uh-huh. season. And the WCC, they had a couple of years where it wasn't Gonzaga because they're a different level, but it was St. Mary's a couple of times. Really good teams. The, the aforementioned Pepperdine, remember they had right, one Right, and they had years. no chance because Gonzaga was going to win both. And you get picked off early on top of it. You had a bad loss to your resume, 
But if you lose to Gonzaga and you've done enough, maybe, just maybe, you can get now large. Mm-hmm. For you and I, now you have another bad loss, and I just I can't come up with a realistic scenario short of every single bubble team in the major conferences this week losing their first game. Well, that would help, but I, yeah. I don't even know if that's going to be enough. Shelby has them the third team out. Third team out, yeah. And uh, I'm not even sure they'll be able to hold that spot, as you mentioned, because there's a whole bunch of teams that get to their tournament and win a game or maybe even two, uh, and their resume looks a whole lot shinier. I, I don't see a path, Trent, sadly. I don't. No, you're looking at who are those final teams that are in, at least uh, Shelby's bracket right now. His last teams in include... Uh, he's got uh, Texas, Texas Tech. Tech, Richmond, Stanford, and NC State. So rooting against them, and then the teams below you and I. Well, Texas Tech and Texas play each other. There you go. Somebody has to win that game, and you're going to run into that also a lot this week, where two bubble teams are facing off, and... Maybe one wins with the with the victory, the other one goes the other side. I just don't see it. People are bringing, bringing up Belmont a year ago. Mm-hmm. Belmont have a mm-hmm. had a very similar resume to the one that we're seeing from the Panthers, and they don't have at least Belmont a year ago did not have the win like they do against Colorado. The Panthers do this year. Still, that was once it was a Belmont team that has had success, fun offensive team. I guess you can make the same kind of arguments. I'm just not seeing it. I just I'm right there with you. Seeing the NIT, get a home game, probably a couple of home games. I would guess they're going to be a top two seed in the NIT and uh, make a run to New York City. They return everybody next year except for Haldeman, right? Uh, yeah, they're, look, they're going to be really good next yeah. year, but this one stinks. This one stinks. Iowa State goes on the road, K-State. Again, they're the only Big 12 team that was unable to pick off a uh, a team on the road uh, in the Big 12 this year. Uh, they're just overmatched, Trent. They're just, yeah. there's just uh, I, I don't know where this team fits as far as... Um, I don't want to use that word. Uh, most disappointing teams uh, in in Iowa State certainly in in this century. There's been some bad ones, mm-hmm. uh, but this one just. Whew. I mean, look at that starting lineup: Jacobson, Young, Nixon, Grill, and Jackson. Jacobson, Young, Nixon, Grill, and Jackson. Two freshmen. Two freshmen who combined for five points, and Caleb Grill got all five of them. They got to figure out Rasir Bolton. He is. A talented scorer, yeah, and they need they need there because he's the you know he's the guy that brings the ball up the floor now. Mm-hmm. Um, if that's what they're going to do with him, because people mm-hmm. don't think Trey Jackson though size wise would be a point guard. He's not a full time point guard. He, he doesn't have that kind of passing ability. He's not a guy that can facilitate your offense. He's not that guy. So if it is Bolton next year, that's going to have the ball in his hands a whole lot again. You need him to be a whole lot more efficient. He can't just be a chucker out there. He he needs to be a whole lot more. He needs to be a better facilitator for his team. And then you got to get the pieces around him. And it's more than just Jackson. Caleb Grill, can he play offensively at this level? Don't we don't know, know right now. He certainly hasn't shown it yet. No, no, not even close. Trey Jackson, is he is he a starting two guard in an NCAA tournament team? Uh, or is he a guy off the bench yes. who gives you a good 16 to 18 minutes? The latter. But Trent, he's not going to be next year. He's going to be in the starting five. Mm-hmm. You have a little bit of flexibility, mm-hmm. but I'm sure what they're going to be able to do in terms of the transfer market. But this is something that we've had this conversation for a long time. When Fred Hoiberg started doing that nearly a decade ago now, nobody else was going after him. Right. Now everybody is. Now the best this year, the best transfer on the market, Blackshear, went to Florida. Mm-hmm. Now, they disappointed this year, but that was a preseason top 10 team. Those top-level guys are going there. They're going to Louisville. They're going to Duke. They're going to places like that. You don't get your cream-of-the-crop pick guys at the top of the list. You're getting into that next tier, and it's about finding fit and finding those right guys. It's such a more difficult market 
than it was a decade ago. No doubt. Uh, Xavier Sneed in his final game was unbelievable, Jeez. wasn't he? 31 points out of him. Uh, if you're Weber, you're wondering, where the hell has this been all year, <laughs> right? right? Yes. I mean, it's great that he did it on senior day in his final game on his home floor, but where the hell has this been all year for the team who finished last uh, in conference uh, in conference play? All right, more on Iowa State coming up here in just a few minutes. We will get to Alex Halstead, Scott Darkerman uh, at 11 o'clock. Have you seen the back and forth? Not only amongst the fans, the media getting involved with each other. I have not. Help me out so here. So I don't know what the guy's name is from Illinois' rival site. Oh, okay. He started, I guess, chiming in, and then Tom Cakert came back at his own, at his uh, colleague. Would you call him colleague? Yeah, or, yeah. Part of the same network. under the rival's umbrella, and then Scott Dockerman joined the fray, and... Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was something to read here here this morning. It was a tough loss, but it was a, it was an emotional. It was a great game. It was just a wonderful game, Trent. It was down to the wire. Anything oh. you could ask for. Last game of the regular season. You know what? We could have had overtime. That would have made it even better. So you think uh, going forward, the Big Ten is going to realize this, and this is going to be. We know every year. That Indiana and Purdue, they play twice, regardless. Mm-hmm. No, no, I'm with you. I know where and, you're going, and, and I it's hope not you're right. going to be officially on the books, but they say it's the wink. Michigan, Michigan State, they play every year. Mm-hmm. And Illinois has Northwestern. I think they're a protected rival too in basketball. Probably so. But I know it's not officially, but we have to make sure mm. Iowa and Illinois, this rivalry is bad. Well, you know what? Uh, you know what I think, and I like Brad Underwood a lot. I do too. I, he made a mistake last night. I thought he made an, um, uh, if he had to do it over again, he would not have signed the poster of the picture of Fran McCaffrey. Now, I don't know what, was there a caption on it? Was Underneath there, it says triggered. Triggered. And, and it's Fran. And it's Fran with his mouth agape, right? Fired up. Yeah. And he and, signed it. And it was a student, and, and maybe he's getting caught up in the student. Yeah. No, I, it was see, a mistake, Trent. It was I didn't a mistake. have a problem with it. I didn't have a problem with it. I, I saw it, and I, I had a chuckle about it. Again, rivalry component yeah, because but that's Brad a head Underwood, coach, though. He, he said everything right. No, he did. I like him. And Don't get me wrong. This goes back to the first game where these two teams played. Right away, he didn't make any excuses for his assistant coach. Mm. Oh, no, he should have. Right. But we know coaches that certainly would do that. They mm-hmm. wouldn't do anything to disparage in any way their own program. Right, right. He's a good guy. And I'm sure he'll... He'll say something to Fran about that. I bet there's a conversation oh, I there. Bet there. I bet he's already texted him or right. reached out to him yes. after the game. Yeah, and knowing Fran, I don't think that'll bother Fran either. Those are not the types of things I think that gets under Fran's does skin. It, does it bother his team? I hope it so. Could. I hope right. So. And if that's the case, bring it on. Uh-huh. And you know what? Same thing happens, and I hope that we see a very similar kind of poster that is brought to the Big Ten tournament game if they play <laughs> each other. And if an Iowa student has that, and then... After the game, Fran goes over and he signs the one of Underwood. I mean, because in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing. It's just it's having fun building that rivalry. I'm all for it. This no, game. No, it's a great. Game. Let's let's play this game in early December next year, and let's bring the curtain down next year the same way we did this year. How let's, about a start and a finish? Game one me. and game twenty works for Those me. Those are the two games you get, and you play the eighteen in between oh. Iowa, Illinois. Finally, we have a basketball rivalry that matters again. Yeah, <laughs> Somo. We want to kill them. They want to kill us. We hate them. They hate us. And it's true. And there's respect amongst all of them, though. That's the good yes. part about it. There's That's a lot the, of John, yes. a lot of chippiness, a lot of... Well, it's funny because uh, the, 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 um, at, at the press conference, uh, DeSomo's got the, the box score in front of him. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to. He's, he was asked a question about the, you know, the, the back and forth in the game. And he looks at, what's the kid's name? Uh, Bakari Evelyn. 
<laughs> he was going back and forth with him all last night and yeah. didn't know his name. Right. <laughs> or he did, and that was just his way of, you know, yes. you stirring the pot That's always a, a good one, more. too. I, I like using that one. Oh, it was good. Oh, it was a hell of a game. What a great way to end the week. As much as I grew up disliking Illinois, I really like this Illinois team, too. These were two really good basketball teams playing yeah. last night. That's the other they component. Were. We wonder, what is Iowa going to look like if the whistles get tight again in the NCAA tournament and... C.J. Frederick well, isn't being held every single time sure. coming off, of, or if he is, tweet, and a whistle is going to be blown. Trent, I don't want to see it that way. You I mean, like the physicality. I do. and, and But it's and, not good for Iowa. If Iowa's well, going to get true. to the Sweet 16, they have to have the game called tighter, I believe. True, but don't you think, I mean, couldn't you say that for almost every Big Ten game this year if they called it tight like that? Yeah. Because it's such a physical conference. Such a physical conference. No, look, Illinois's got some dudes. Where's Nichols? You know, yeah. we talked about Snead. Where, where's that been out of him all season? The offensive rebounds. Iowa ends up out-rebounding them in the game. Yeah, but it was offensively. It felt like felt like Illinois should have had 12 uh-huh. more rebounds in the game because time in and time out during that, what, 8-10 minute stretch when mm-hmm. Illinois really opened it up in the second half. Every ball bounced their way. Miss a shot. Yep. Oh, there's a guy right there. Yep. And they put it back and then they build the lead, build the lead again. Oh, what a fun game. Let's get it again. Don't lose to the Gophers. Don't lose to those stinking, my stinking Gophers. Your Gophers. Well, your football My Gophers. football squad. That's right. Uh, Iowa's my basketball team. Boy, I like this team, Trent. I don't, I, look, it's not even close. Um, I've never liked the Hawkeye basketball team as much as I like this one, and I'm not ashamed to say. Uh, it's, it's, That's a pretty strong endorsement, too. You've watched a lot of Hawkeye hoops the last and I am Switzerland. Dec- two decades and a half. Yeah, 25 Absolutely. years? Yep. Oh, going on 30 years? That's a lot of Iowa basketball. Mm, this team's so fun to watch. And they, other than Garza, the star power, I mean, they've had more stars. Oh, no doubt. You know, it's just something about this squad, man. They're tough. Uh, Alex Halstead on Iowa State and the Big 12. We'll take a look at the tournament bracket. Iowa, play, Iowa State plays on Wednesday night. They got Oklahoma State. When did we see that game? Two weekends ago? Is that what it was? I think it was two weeks. It's the final, not uh, not this, maybe the week before the no, Kings No, it was weekend game. before. Yeah, weekend before. Okay. The 29th. Gotcha. Our extra day of the year. Extra day of the year. The UNI Drake day of yes. the year. Uh, we'll take a time out. We'll talk Iowa State and Big 12 next. Scott Dockerman at 11. Kerry Miller, Trent, and I will go around college basketball at about 11.35 as we take you until noon on Des Moines Sports Station. 1460 KXNO, now 106.0. Station 1460 KXNO 106.3 FM. Well, this is disappointing news from uh, from a good guy, a guy that's been a lot to our program, mm-hmm. Dylan Mons, who's uh, helped us out with Iowa State. Let's get Alex Halstead. I don't want to leave him on uh, on hold. They're good buddies, and yes, they uh, are. We find each other, stand by, or close proximity to each other in multiple press conferences over the years. But Dylan Mons is leaving journalism. His last day at the Ames Tribune. He just posted this on Twitter. Will be March the twentieth. Uh, he's going in an entirely different direction in his career. He says he's hanging up his press box. I'm stepping away from journalism. Um, in the meantime, I'm looking forward to a new challenge in the IT field, working in client relations. So, um, Best of luck to him. Yeah, best of luck to him. Absolutely. On one hand, I'm happy for him. Selfishly, going to miss his contribution. No and he's a terrific writer, and he's. we need more of these people. But uh, we lost uh, We lost one here today as papers uh, kind of merged together and kind of see the writing on the wall with that one. Dillamont's best to you, uh, my friend. Uh, Alex Halstead is his friend. Um, they, that's disappointing, isn't it, Alex? I mean, Dylan's such a great guy, but the, it's the... Uh, 
Uh, the profession, it's, it is what it is right now, right? The way that everything is going with the uh, downsizing of papers, and um, we, we saw it firsthand here. Obviously, it worked out well here, but uh, it, uh, normally it wouldn't have. But uh, b- disappointing news uh, regarding Dylan today, who, I'm again, I'm happy that he's doing this, uh, but uh, disappointing we won't be able to see him in uh, his field of journalism. How are you? I'm doing good, yeah. That's kind of, it feels like that's kind of what it is right now. You see a lot of people switching jobs or sometimes layoffs. I mean, this is all it looks like, I think, from everything I know, you know, obviously his decision, but you see a kind of a combination of it where people make a decision for different reasons, but also sometimes, you know, you're seeing more layoffs. So it's unfortunate, but I think you just start to see around probably sports in general, you know, fewer people covering teams, Mm -hmm. it seems like, all the time. You know, Alex, from your side, you're on the digital side, you're on the internet, your your website, cyclonealert.com, part of a huge network with 24-7, a great recruiting network. We've seen different, for two decades now, kind of different rival sites, scout for a number of years, ESPN had a portion of it as it bounced around. You have a lot more flexibility, I'm sure, on the digital space because of that, but in the beginning, I would guess you wanted to be a newspaper writer. Have you... Had the back and forth thinking about what the future is. Are, are you are you an internet lifer in your mind? Yeah, I think probably at, at this point, just because that's where everything's kind of headed. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you're right. When I first started the Iowa State Daily and went to school for journalism, I think everyone thinks you're going to end up at, probably at a newspaper at that point. Now people are probably going thinking a little bit different, but it was still kind of the, the space where when I started the Iowa State Daily, we were printing like an A and B sports section. And I think within a year or so, it got down to the point where we had like, you know, a page in the sport for a sports section or two. So it obviously changed a lot, even when I was, you know, going through journalism school. But um, I think things have shifted so much where you even see a lot of newspapers focusing on their, you know, digital only subscriptions or, you know, digital exclusive content and stuff like that, where I think even newspapers are kind of shifting that way. So it seems like, you know, the best job you can probably get is, not necessarily the best job, but the best situation for a newspaper or, you know, a company like mine is, you know, focusing on digital. Mm, you know, for for so many years, way in the way back machine, uh, Alex, it was, you know, uh, digital guys or bloggers. A lot of these guys wouldn't get credentialed, and some right. of the and some of the you know the newspaper media or the working media, the media as we once knew it, would turn up their nose at you guys. Uh, boy, oh boy, how things have changed. Yeah, I've even heard stories from people who, you know, kind of helped start 24-7 or were in the first people at 24-7. And at first it was, I think, more difficult for them to be not necessarily just taken seriously, but also, like you said, to get credentialed. And that was probably my biggest worry when I went online was how do people view online? Um, and I think it's adapted quite well where now people just see that as another person who covers a team, especially if they're traveling and stuff like that. But you know, when I first started, that was always the biggest thing was when applying for credentials, like, I think different places view online differently, and you know, at least it, at least in the past. And I think most people have now come around. I think pretty much any school you go to, if you're a legitimate, you know, website or organization, you're going to get credentialed. But I think that was even kind of a worry initially, and it, it has really quite changed in the last decade or so. CycloneAlert.com's Alex Halstead joining us here. Alex, let's jump into this basketball team. At least one more to go on the season. It'll be Oklahoma State coming up on Wednesday evening. But before that. A look back last week, some bright moments in the game against West Virginia. Ultimately, of course, don't get it done there. And then against Kansas State, Snead goes off. Another road loss as they 
go to 0-9 on the road uh, to finish up the regular season in the Big 12. Just It's hard to put a whole lot of positives uh, painting through here this season. Yeah, I mean, they had some opportunities here down the stretch, you know, the last week and a half of the regular season where they thought they could could still get a few wins, whether you look at uh, Oklahoma State on the road or Kansas State on the road. And both of those are road games, but mm-hmm. I think they're, they're games that they had some hope going into and things just really didn't go their way at all. And, and you know, some of that's injury-related that didn't help, certainly, you know, losing Roger Bolton for the, you know, Kansas State game and um, being without his 15 points per game. Uh, doesn't help, and then you have, uh, I think, Prentice Nixon gets hurt in the game. Mm-hmm. So they obviously got pretty depleted there, but they still shouldn't have been that kind of result against a team that, you know, was kind of historically bad in terms of their history. You know, they, they're they going down into the postseason with just um, with just 10 wins. And so it's it's just been kind of a struggle for them all season, and that West Virginia game kind of summed it up well, where for stretches they played really well, but, you know, they can never really put it all together. And the interesting thing now going into Wednesday, they'll play Oklahoma State again, Oklahoma State again, a team that they've split with this season. But, you know, what is the health of Prentice Nixon? What is the health of Roger Bolton? Um, you know, if they're missing one of one or both of those pieces, obviously it's going to be tough to even get to Thursday. And if you do get to Thursday, you're going to be facing Baylor, who I know struggled as of late, but it hasn't even really been a close contest between those two teams. So um, I think a lot of people just kind of <laughs> – it may be weird to say, but just kind of ready for this season to be over and kind of see what this offseason holds. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we uh, go back to our conversation on Wednesday, Alex, when you came on and you we recapped the West Virginia game. We were both surprised that uh, that Bolton got back into the game after he hit his head hard. Man, uh, you you could uh, you could see his head bouncing off the floor. He got cleared at the time. At the time, uh, I guess he went through the protocols and everything was fine. But as we kind of speculated, that doesn't mean it's going to be fine the next morning when he woke up. And that's exactly what happened. And here we are. There, you know, we're talking about the brain here. It's probably you know with nothing to play for. Maybe he do err on the side of caution when it comes to Wednesday night with him. Yeah, that's what that's what I wonder is what they'll do with him because um, you know, like you said, we talked about that on the air and. And then I asked Prom about it, partially because of our conversation, and you kind of sparked my memory to make sure to ask about him in addition to, you know, just Michael Jacobson. And uh, it was kind of quickly dismissed as, oh, he's fine. He passed concussion protocol. And it sounded like, you know, even going into the Kansas State game, he was there with shoot-around and stuff, and then, you know, had some headache stuff. So maybe he was fine when I asked Prom on Thursday. And, you know, by Saturday, you know, he wasn't feeling as fine. So if that's the case, you obviously he took a step backwards. And maybe you have to think uh, uh, about that, especially this um, type of season. So that'll be interesting to see. Obviously, they've had some, you know, uh, other injuries. Obviously, Prentice Nixon hurt his ankle. Michael Jacobson was still hobbling a little mm-hmm. bit on Saturday. So, you know, they're just kind of trying to get to the finish line. And, you know, maybe that ends Wednesday. But if not, I think it obviously certain, certainly probably ends Thursday. Well, as frustrating as it was on the men's side, the women's side, how about that victory yesterday? Mm-hmm. Beating Baylor. They hadn't lost a conference game in three years. Find a way to get that done. Certainly solidifying themselves as an absolute lock for the tournament. I think they were they were in that circumstance anyway. Jump up 13 spots in the RPI, up to number 39. The Twister Sisters beating Baylor and and making Kim uh, cry back to Waco. That's not a bad thing either. Yeah, that was a, a big final week for them. One because you know going into the week they were kind of on the bubble, and then they they win at Kansas quite convincingly. And I think that probably most people thought it probably put them in. But then you beat Baylor, the number two team in the, in the country, and a team that hadn't lost, I think, 58 straight um, wins in Big 12 play going back three years. So 
you know, to end that streak, but also to get that signature win that, you know, to go 2-0 and in the, in the final week of the regular season to basically not only get off the bubble, but to probably improve your seating by a few lines, I think, uh, is big for Fenley. And, you know, they should be going back to the NCAA tournament uh, again. And, um, yeah, that's that's kind of a maybe a little bit of a, a positive reprieve for Iowa State fans who've kind of struggled through the, the men's basketball season, especially the last few weeks where they've, you know, lost games to teams that, you know, were, were below them for much of the season uh, to see the women's team kind of go the opposite direction and kind of surge late in the season. Uh, and now they'll be able to follow them into into March at least. Well, his remarkable run of what nineteen out of the twenty five years he's been there. I'm, I'm reading Bl- Brent Bloom's tweet. Prior to Fenley getting to Iowa State, they hadn't been to the tournament in twenty two years. Fenley gets there. He's been there twenty five. They've been there nineteen times. Wow. If they get in this year, and most fo- feel like, as you guys do uh, that they will. So remarkable. So the Big Twelve, the men's Big Twelve tournament. Let's finish on this, Alex. Um, They'll play on Wednesday. The winner of that basketball game gets Kansas, Texas Tech, and Texas are above them in the bottom part of the bracket. I guess let's move, for sake of argument, Kansas to the championship game. Who's most likely to come out of the bottom of the bracket? Does it seem like we're headed for Baylor-Kansas again to you? That's what it feels like to me, and I know we can have some surprises, especially when you look at Baylor the last couple weeks to – to lose to TCU, then they, you know, lose to West Virginia. And they've really kind of limped to the finish line after, um, after the, really since that Kansas loss, um, they've kind of struggled. I think that was their chance to secure the title and they didn't do it. And then now they've really struggled, but still you just look at that last, last uh, Saturday and, um, you know, Texas loses by 20 or they were down at one point by 20 to Oklahoma state and end up losing that game. And they go from like third to falling and you know there's a team i think it was uh oklahoma could go from seventh to, to third i think you've just seen really that three through seven is just so in flux and it, it's maybe one of them could go on a run but none of them have been all that consistent and so i just think it's trending towards you know baylor and kansas i believe you're right are you going down on wednesday night yeah that, that's the plan and uh i guess it doesn't really matter for me but it's nice that they've got the I think the six o'clock game. So yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> You're right. You know, you know that eight. You know that eight o'clock game is not starting at eight. So. No, for yeah. sure. And you don't have dead, deadlines online. That's that's another thing you've got going in yeah, your favor. Yeah, that's a big positive. Uh, Alex Halstead, uh, you're a big positive for our program. Thank you for being here for us, and we will uh, talk to you towards the end of the week. Thanks, Alex Halstead. Yep, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you. Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert, 24-7 Sports. That Dylan Mods news bums me. Out. I could I could tell. Well, you let out a scream in there. I thought. Thought I don't know if he got shot by a stray bullet. What was going on when the news came across on Twitter? We we really enjoyed Dylan. Yes, he's a good guy. Yes, he is. Saw him and Alex a couple of different times out and about. Saw him last year before the Derby. I was out there making mm-hmm. my bets, and they come up to me, "Hey, uh, can you help us out?" I said, "You're asking the wrong dude if you're looking to make money on this one." But a couple of good guys. They and, are. Yeah. Well, look, it's Iowa State coverage at the Des Moines Register. They don't need four. All right, exactly. You know, when the two papers merge, that it was it's going to be tough. Well, we're going to have to get Dylan on, if not this week, certainly oh, next. Oh, without, without a doubt. Yeah, and, without uh, a doubt. Find out about what his future is going mm-hmm. to be, what he's going to do, but also, you know, understanding this business for a young guy like him. And that's a perspective I really want to get. Is it a career you can the do right thing for 35 years? No, the answer is no. Yeah. I got to find the right niche, right? Yeah, very few are going to be able to do this for 35 years. You remember when bloggers and oh, websites yes. and... Come on, you guys aren't real journalists. Now, they're, they're survivors in all of this. John Miller, I remember yes. him telling the story here on these airwaves about being the first non-traditional media mm-hmm. member. 
to get a press credential for Iowa football. Now, everybody gets them. Well, well not, not everybody. I shouldn't say that because I struggle on my own to get them for a number of years. But being online isn't the deterrent that it is that it was certainly no 20, 25 years ago. All right, Scott Dockerman coming up. Speaking of which, from The Athletic, mm-hmm. uh, he'll join us at the top of the hour. Kerry Miller, BleacherReport.com. Uh, will join us at about 11.30 as Trent and I take you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 Hugs. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. With you here until noon, Scott Darkerman coming up. We'll lead off the second hour of the program with Scott Darkerman, Kerry Miller at 11.35 uh, from Bleach Report. We'll go around college basketball with him. Um, this is probably a topic you don't care that we bring up. Okay, what are we talking, hockey? No, well, that's probably on your list, too, of things. Um, okay. I'm really paranoid, right, about this thing that's going around the world right now. Here we go, here we go, here we go. What's this going to do to sporting events in the months to come? Do you think anything... I think this is... We're talking about coronavirus. Yes, we are. I didn't want to say the word. (laughs) I I think this is so overblown. Yesterday at church, the whole sermon was about this. Oh, was it really? It was, Mm -hmm. and people freaking out. We went to Costco on Saturday with the family. Mm -hmm. Wife goes back to get some teepee. Sold out. <laughs> Kirkland brand, sold out. But Water, sold out. And at least at Costco, a Seattle-based company, mm-hmm. they're sold out a lot of their Kirkland brand products. And I maybe it's my age? See, I think it is. I just, because who does this impact? It doesn't impact kids, they said, for the most part. So far, right. So, all right, my kids are fine. Mm-hmm. It's old people. It's mm-hmm. you boomers. Mm-hmm. All right. Is Churchill Downs going to be empty on the first Saturday in May? See, I I, I just can't envision that. Augusta, Augusta National on the second weekend in April. Again, I can't. Well, for that, that'd be fine because it's not about the fans. You're just clapping. The, uh, patrons. the patrons, please. Yes, yes, get that right. Don't want to get my wrist slapped there mm-hmm. and take away any opportunity I might have in the Because I saw that Golden State, the city of San Francisco is is seriously thinking of not letting fans in. And I don't know if that's a city thing mm-hmm. or a league thing to see Golden State's home game tomorrow night. I, I mean, the NCAA, the NCAA tournament is going on, as we know it, apparently. Big Ten Network's not sending their crew to Indianapolis. Really? Yes. Yes. My question is, why? I, I, because of the great unknown. I guess so. The great unknown. Maybe I don't watch much news mm-hmm. outside of sports news. Right. And because of that, maybe I haven't been... Jumped into the hysteria that is out there. I College know football prevalent. starts in in September. What is that? If anything, I don't NFL. What what's it going to be like when the calendar gets into? Will we see major league? We're we're seeing soccer games in Europe. You played in front of no fans, right? I don't know. It, it seems so overblown to me. It is. It's beyond my realm of comprehension. That yeah, my too in a lot of ways. Seriously, I mean, I I can't fathom that this is happening around right. us. Right. And you know where it but came it from? You know where it came from? You know what the ground zero of this is, if you will? Bats. Bats. Not, not the one, not the wooden ones. <laughs> the ones with the wings. Huh. Bats, apparently, in some outdoor markets in Wuhan, China. 
They have this, this virus. They, that's where they were able to pinpoint it started. They're going to figure it out. Well, I hope so. Doctors Frank. will figure it well, out. I, I believe so. the whole world's the trying people. to figure it out. That's the good news. That the is whole true. world is on this. Yes. And, I'm, and I have to believe that everybody's sharing information with everybody else. But it's going to affect, if it's affecting the world, it's going to affect the sports world. Sp- like swine flu, that was a big thing. I remember the name. I remember swine flu, yeah. But was it this? And I again, don't think. But this is, was, swine, was swine flu in the internet era. I don't recall it. It was, but... And maybe I was invincible in my 30s or when, yeah. like you are now, yeah, you're yeah. invincible. You won't be in your 60s. Trust me. <laughs> I don't know. It's just what's going to happen to sports? I hope nothing. You and me both. Uh, Scott Darkman, he's going to happen to be with us when we come back because we start the second hour of the program. Theathletic.com is where you can read Doc. Carrie Miller from Bleacher Report on college basketball. We take you until noon. It's Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. 106.3 FM.